listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network, GarbageHillNetwork.com. Yo, what up? It's Abstract Art Form, and you're listening to Witch Police Radio. Just hype and 907 using rap, that's my soapbox. I'm just a man with a plan who's trying to detox and brush my shoulders off, keep them haters at a distance. Still attempt to forge a path with the least resistance. I'm having crazy visions, I'm making bad decisions. People with bad intentions and crisis intervention. This crazy game we playing is filled with hoes and pimping. I need an intermission to refocus my vision. Listen, I know that love is the key, right? So I spread that temp tune via satellite. I'm like a Kuma and Puma's the hood. Prototype, the Apple with the rock star appetite. Y'all go on and keep it real, I'ma keep it right. Keep the hood, keep it black, keep it where it started at. We live this classic rap life, my mic sound real nice. Yeah, yo. We doing that classic rock shit, that classic hot shit. It's living proof, baby. We doing that classic rock shit, that classic hot shit. It's living proof in the building. We doing that classic rock shit, that classic hot shit. Living proof, baby. We do my classic rock shit. Yeah, that classic hot shit. It's living proof in the building. Radio. I'm your regular host Sam. Uh, I was supposed to be here with Ryan, but he couldn't make it. But uh, we are here talking about talking about and with Abstract Art Form. How's it going? Good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming by, Sam. I know I kind of made it confusing today, <laughs> but it's. Uh, I'm glad that I uh, did it. No, it's all good. It's all good. Glad glad to be here to talk to you. So, um, I guess maybe a good way to start. Uh, you know, if I've heard some of your music, I haven't yep. heard a ton of it. So, um, getting a bit of background is always a good way to start. So, I, I feel like you know I've been doing this show for a few years now, talking to artists of all, all different kinds of music. You yep. know, pretty wide spectrum of stuff, and I feel like there's. Um, it seems like there's often kind of little micro scenes of music in Winnipeg you know no matter what kind of music we're talking about there's kind of a there'll be one scene that I'm familiar with and then there's all these other things happening on the side and I mean I've heard your name kind of pop up a few times over the years seen some music videos things like that you know Mm -hmm. on the internet but I feel like whatever you wherever you come from which we're going to get to in a minute I guess is very different from the rap scene that I was into when I was going to a lot of rap shows and stuff which would have been more towards the early 2000s but uh you're you're obviously from the I don't know. I don't know where you're coming from. So yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, what's your? I moved here about uh, 11 years ago, so okay. I wasn't actually in part of the rap scene well, until might... I got here late 2000s. But the era that you're talking about is like I was super big into Peanuts and Corn. Right, obviously. so was I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so like John Smith, Pips Kid. My, one of my favorite Winnipeg rappers is Bird of Prey. Um, yeah, I know he moved away, but like he's one of my favorite. 
And we've had people. all those guys on the show. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. And I, like, he's like my favorite. I know that, uh, uh, you know, Gruff, Gruff is out there, I think, doing some more yep. stuff. And, like, uh, and, and I see that uh, it's kind of rolled into the Marathon of Dope, which actually I nominated that label for uh, an award, which I don't even know if they know. So breaking news, boys. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> I nominated well, them for award, a Cut Connects award. Um, but yeah, no, I... And that's I, a great label, too. And like, just that's kind of the scene that I'm familiar with. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, one of the original hosts of the show is Rob Crooks. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I've been friends with him for, for years. Yeah, uh, awesome. He's Nestor totally Windrush awesome. is also... Yeah, he yeah, yeah, the of show course. Too. Both those guys so are awesome. Yeah, I, I'm more in that. I know, I know that stuff. But yeah, yeah, you definitely. were kind of somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I would hear the name popping up. So what's the... So I moved here, yeah, like I said, about 11 years ago, um, I basically at that point had started to uh, produce music and record music at that time. I was in a rock band at first, uh, and then I went into doing music like Nine Inch Nails. I was really okay. big into Trent Reznor, so okay. I did actually some, there's like, if you creep my MySpace from like 2000 and like You still have a MySpace? There is still a MySpace oh, wow. with that music on there. So it's like, I leave it there just as a, as a reminder or whatever, and then... Uh, I realized that having a band was kind of tough, especially because I moved so much. So okay. I uh, started to realize that I could record and make this music by myself, and that kind of got me into production. And like, and then all of a sudden, I was like, kind of started like studying. At that point, I was like listening to lots of different types of music. But one of the big things that happened at that point was that I learned how to sample. Okay. And sampling changed my life. Well, that opens up a lot of doors. Yeah, for you, right? and yeah. for me, it was like as a solo artist who didn't, who wanted to make his own music and that sort of thing. It just felt natural to actually start sampling and going into into hip hop. And I sure. had always been writing and always been into hip hop um, since like the early '90s. Uh, but I had never really considered myself to be a rapper or considered that I could be a rapper until I heard some of the Canadian rappers. Okay. So like guys like Swollen Members, you know, uh, Sweatshop Union was a, was one that I was like, yeah, right. I can do, if these guys can do this and, and talk about this, I can do this too. And that stuff was fairly mainstream, I guess, at the time too, right? It was at getting the pretty time, big, yeah. it was getting, yeah, fairly big. And I leaned more towards that than I would have leaned towards maybe Socrates and Chaclair at the time. Okay. But I did listen to that music, but uh, that was kind of the music that allowed me to realize that like I could be part of the scene. So then I started from there. And now fast forward to now, I've got... A handful of records out, like six records out. I've got a bunch of music videos. Um, yeah, I mean, nowadays I'm actually in a rap group with one of the members of Diggable Planet. Yeah, and so I, I want to ask you about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's things have definitely changed for me. Bird of Prey was actually on my uh, uh, one of my records called His Story in the Making. Oh, cool. Um, and we had a track together that was, uh, and I was, I was very thankful of him for that. And and it's one of my favorite songs, um, just due to the fact that Bird's on it. But, um, yeah, so I kind of came to the scene a little bit after, right when you probably would have been... Either, getting out of it. Yeah, getting yeah, out yeah. of it or whatever have you, know, yeah. what, what have you. And then I sort of came up in the generation of, like, uh, the Lytics and Winnipeg Boys and okay, all that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. So then that's that's basically where I started at. So. Okay, so you playing shows with those type of groups? That was kind of where you... Uh, when I, I actually started out just doing open mics when okay. I first decided okay. that I was going to be a rapper. So I, the, I have to say big ups to everybody who I met at uh, The Vibe. I don't know if you remember that old bar club down the, the at, name's uh, familiar anyway yeah, yeah it was down at uh it was down at the the uh um i think it's like the best western downtown or something okay, like that okay. there was a steakhouse there and then vibe uh who paxton used to run it and uh and he used to have an open mic night and we i used to go down there with a, a couple buddies and because there were rappers that would show up there like swig foo um lyrical militant um tiffany ponce i met her there and so all these artists that i ended up meeting there that was kind of the breeding ground for a bunch of us that like started out. So, cool. um, so now like I'm, you know, best friends with Tiffany fast forward. Now she's got like two records out herself. One, she just put out gratitude is like, uh, you know, she's an R and B like Filipino pop singer type yeah, yeah. thing. So it's like, it's just crazy to see that we've gone all the way from like the vibe, like, yeah, 11 years ago or whatever it was now. Like, that's crazy. Do you think that, uh, kind of the, uh, I mean, it's not really much of a different era than the stuff we were talking about before, but the, the sort of that scene you came up in, is there something about it that uh, sonically that kind of links everyone together? Um, I mean, even now, can you sort of hear things in, in all those people's music that kind of connects to, to what you're doing then, or is it... I think, I think I, idealistically, it was, it's all 90s era stuff. Okay. We still grow, we grew up still in the boom bap era, like, even though... You know, anybody who's been a rapper a little bit longer than I have, like Bird of Prey or something like that, has got yeah. a few years on me, so he's obviously was more 
into that culture, but we were the ones that were like holding on to it. Okay. As we moved into like the newer stuff and like the wavier sort of like music now, I still am actually making a transition out of the fact that I've been holding on to the boom bap thing for so long that it's like at this point it's uh, you know culturally things have changed and yeah. and I mean so to to me I think that what we were holding on to was the same things that the guys from like five to ten years would have been holding on to before but we just didn't we we weren't as submerged in it so we didn't we're we were kind of in that transition period. So right. I couldn't say that there's one sound, but we all wanted to sound like 90s rappers, at least. Like, I know okay. I know we were all influenced by, like, late 90s rappers. Okay. So. I think that for me, like, you know, I'm uh, around, around late late 2000s when I first had my first kid, so I got kind mm-hmm. of out of going to shows <laughs> pretty yeah. much entirely in any kind of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped going to punk shows, stopped going to rap shows, stopped yeah, going yeah, everything, right? for sure. So, I mean, I still don't go to my, I got two kids now. But, yeah. um, <laughs> so, I think that's the, kind of the point in hip-hop in general where I sort of I think I sort of lost touch with it I mean this mm-hmm. rap is always kind of seen as a young person's music right I mean that's sort of the driving force behind it is youth and the you know, cutting edge style and sonically you know visually whatever and so I feel like when it comes to um, a lot of local stuff people who are throwing back to the 90s thing is something I can connect with because I remember listening to that stuff when I was younger I remember seeing local artists doing that you know earlier yeah. in the, yeah so I feel like the, whatever's happening now I'm I, I'm out of it. <laughs> it's yeah, just over, yeah, totally no. over my head. Do you so, know what? Like, for sure, man. And, I, and I've, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm 32 years old. So, I mean, for myself, I'm not, like, necessarily a spring chicken either. Yeah, but I'm just a couple years older than you. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. so I, I totally understand. Um, one of the big things that I've noticed is that being so attached to 90s hip-hop has actually created a problem for me in the past couple years. Because I really want to hold on to the culture, and but things have changed yeah definitely and i don't even think that is considered necessarily it's a youth driven type of music but i don't consider it like to be as young as it used to be like dr dre put out one of the best records of last year oh he's like 50 right yeah and he's like 52 so i mean like at this point you know slick rick's got to be up in his 60s and i mean like uh like you know just stuff like that where it's like I don't even know. Did Slick Rick die? Now I, no, like still- I was like, wait a minute. Did no, didn't, Slick he, Rick didn't he finally get his citizenship or something? I think he finally got oh, his Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. maybe what I saw. Yeah. Oh, man. I just had a moment. No, I'm like, no, no. Um, but yeah, like, it's like it, we're at a point where there's actually an older generation of hip hop. So, I mean, to yeah. say that it's necessarily just all youth is. is True to a degree, like obviously, but um, I think we're in a way better position than it, you know, than we ever have been. Definitely, like yeah. uh, for sure, there's an older generation to it, so that's cool to me. Um, but yeah, it took me a long time, but I'm slowly making the transition into the new music and. Part of it is certain artists that I've found that do have the sound that's new that I find to be cutting edge or that I find to be like whatever. Um, Like right now I've been listening to an artist named Russ a lot um, who kind of went through the same thing, went boom bap and then started singing more and is kind of moving into soul R&B stuff. As I get older, I miss singing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the big things for me right now is I'm transitioning out of rapping all the time and, like, trying to sound like something, like, from New York or trying to sound like 1995. Like, why am I trying to sound like 1995? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm trying to find ways to work with, you know, the stuff nowadays. One of my favorite artists right now is Anderson Pack. Um, I think he's an incredible singer, and I, I would love to make music like that. Um, and I've always been into a lot of the singing-driven stuff, like even Mayor Hawthorne. Or like Aloe Black, like okay, I. It's so a very all, soul kind yeah, of. Yeah, I love that music. You know what I mean? And I collect soul music. Obviously, I collect vinyl. You can. It's yeah. all over the house, but like, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So it's 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 interesting. I feel like I'm re a little bit of a rebirth because now I can do what I want and what I feel like without having that annoying voice in the back of my head going like, oh, that's not hip hop enough, or that's you know right. doesn't sound like you know whatever. Like, I, I, I don't want to sound like that anymore, necessarily. And I guess the, the way the internet is now, too, with everything being available to everyone, you, you can do that, right? You can go into your own little pocket of whatever you want to do. Yeah. Rather than being pigeonholed into, yeah. And I'm discovering that artistry has changed. So, like, I know people don't really like Kanye West all that much, but I, I do like Kanye West. And I do like um, how he makes his music. The fact that he, he redefined sampling, in a sense, where he'll take chunks of songs or, like, he'll redo parts of certain songs. Like, and it's like... It's not even interpolation because it's like actually sampled. Right. Like for instance, the designer Panda song, uh, part two on Pablo is where I first heard that song, um, and now it's like blown up in the clubs. Like everybody's like Panda, Panda, Panda. Okay. And it's like so that song is like one of the 
kind of one of those ones where I listened to what he did on it, and I'm like, man, this is genius. And yeah, the the designer, the song from Designer is good, but it's not like I like I prefer the other version much more. So it's interesting. Like, and so for me now, I have a folder of music that I'm just like handing around to people and asking for their input and like throwing them onto things or like whatever it happens to be. So it's like a totally different approach. And if I don't like it, then I'll just not put it on. Like, right. I'm just like, it's like building blocks now instead of like, we're building giant productions instead of just writing a song. Okay. So cool. Okay. Well, uh, I do have some more stuff to ask you, but, mm -hmm. uh, if people haven't heard the show before, the way it works is, uh, I press a button on the computer, shoots a word at us and we use that word to select songs that we can relate to the theme word. So this week it's Wolf, which is a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of directions you can go, and we always say, you know, it's uh, there's no wrong answer. So any way you can make a connection to that word is cool. Any artist, any genre. So did you have something you wanted to pick to start off the Wolf thing? Well, just to keep the Canadian hip hop theme, I suppose. There's a, a group that I think is uh, pretty amazing. Uh, they're a group called Wolves. Oh, perfect uh, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys and, great, yeah. and half of them, half of them are good homies of mine. Um, okay. uh, like I know that. Uh, I'm trying to remember all the members here. It's like Moonshine, Decisive, Ghetto Socks. Um, man. Where are they from? They are from across Canada. So Moonshine okay. was Toronto. Uh, he's uh, he's out in Toronto now, but he was out to S Saskatchewan Way or Alberta, I think, and then he, he moved. Um, Decisive is obviously from Toronto. Uh, Ghetto Socks was originally from Halifax, and I think in Toronto now. Uh, it's hard to keep track sometimes they're moving all over the okay. place but they have a couple great songs and uh, and uh, they, I think they had one or two albums out uh, in the past like a couple years and it's sort of just like a like a bit of a Canadian super group of hip hop cool, artists cool. and so that's what I would say what was the song you wanted to pick? oh man <laughs> makes it harder right? yeah now I gotta remember the name of the song here I'm gonna double check though but I think that they have one called oh man I'm gonna have to look it up here you don't want any of them. Just, uh, just, just okay, to we'll, save we'll, time. Yeah, we'll pick one and uh, yeah, you'll hear you hear some werewolves. Till I finish dropping signs, no interruption. And poop a Rubik's Cube Solved Watch your broad wine on a Bluetooth While I chill sipping red wine Getting Bluetooth Oops Truth is I'm beyond the lettuce When my lean's on Team Chong Themes on the Tetris the Team Strong Decom Skeet on your exes And pee on a streetcar And sleep on a Lexus Hey I've been drinking But I'm sober still Game over like Oprah I'ma go for mills Well not actually millions That's overkill But I'ma turn rap city In the clover field For Yo, real Saddam Hussein We gotta be kings Born to wear crowns, not a lottery thing Locked the dish down, bada boom, bada bing By the powers invested in me, let's begin Kiss the ring, it's the ruler like me My medulla's unsuitable, I'm brutal like shin She shin she till your ear break your noodle and skin Mr. Wallace the illusionist, Google the kid Bazookas can't stop him, the dude is too big So make room for my droog, Stanley Kubrick Ish, clockwork orange, I loom in your crib Looking like the Unabomber in the human hair wig I died with a penny in the pocket of my denim That I found in an empty cup of coffee on the cement A twenty in a hat and an open cold brew Now I'm running down Young Street in Hobo shoes A king in the crown with a hole in my soul Not soul meaning soul, but a hole in my toes Underground gutter bullet hole in your throne Cause we don't wanna hear that weak dish no more <laughs> Like an African gem, rhymes precious like the metal. Was wrecking this ghetto, born king, born original. Wrecking instrumentals, ripping north, east, west, and south for four regions. Summer, winter, spring, and your fall in four seasons. The wolves see me pulling out the four seasons. Didn't know Strolion was born for Norwegians. Shooting like the army brigade. Al Qaeda rappers saying the salami is sprayed. MCs getting tortured and slayed. Sonically, I belong in McQuaid. A serenade with a melodic phrase. Yeah, okay, 
I guess I'll play the devil's advocate. Passionate, calling rap chauvinist is accurate. Whether that's bagging chicks, squeezing or grabbing, the fact is, I lack respect for the gag reflex. Next, if you're not associated with us, you against us. If you're not opposed, then you get it. If you don't get offended, back to square one. Guess I gotta hit it harder than fix the snare drum. Um, kinda rugged mood, giving you the gas face, open mouth. Ouch, what you get for having bad taste? Great front and get tossed at a fast pace. Off to some mayonnaise, squashed to a pancake. Well, it's the ugly money hungry wolf pack. Dummies act funny, catch 20 bloody fullbacks. Love me, hate me, judge me, rape me. Either way, you know the name. Raps, David Stern, what will you players learn who owns the game? Mr. A, blazer ounce on the stage and bounce. Stay as underground as the basement in Satan's house. When they announce who inherits the throne, I be the heir apparent, swearing in an arrogant tone. Okay, we're back. That was Kings. That Kings, was Kings. Kings. Yes, I thought it was Gods for a second, but you know, whatever. Fits fits the theme though for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that that kind of has the '90s vibe too. I mean, for sure, like more than the uh, whatever you call them, the current stuff. Yeah, right? the new wavy stuff yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys. Those are some guys that I used to look up to as well. And, cool. And I've kind of worked with a couple of them and. Uh, so it's kind of cool that eventually you end up working with people that you listen yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, I mean, this could maybe a good segue into, because, I mean, you seem to, uh, based on what I've seen of you online and stuff, you seem, I mean, you have that living proof thing, which uh, mm -hmm. is obviously a big deal, but uh, you seem to be, maybe even rewind from that, I've noticed a lot of people, especially in hip-hop, seem to be collaborating with kind of people you would assume are uncollaboratable with. <laughs> like, people who maybe are, you know, people in Winnipeg or elsewhere in Canada collaborating with people in the States who you think are higher profile or were big in the 90s or whatever. Yeah. And it seems like it happens a lot. And I, I find I find stuff online sometimes on YouTube just, like, going down a rabbit hole. And it's some terrible group, just absolutely unlistenable group. And they have someone you assume is a big name <laughs> artist yeah, on yeah. the track and in the video. And it's just like, how did this, how did this even happen? That's so, funny. you know, like, I mean, I don't... I, Usually it makes sense. <laughs> and usually it makes sense. Usually it's like, okay, I can see why this guy would be on to be on this track. But sometimes it's just like, what are you doing? So paychecks. <laughs> I, I guess so. But I mean, you've gone far enough to actually be in a group with someone like that. So maybe if you want to explain what that that project's all about. Yeah. Uh, again, bringing it back to MySpace. Shout out MySpace. I uh, I used to have some hip hop that was up. I was really big into Jurassic Five growing okay, up. Yeah. Um, and like they were kind of one of the group groups that I first heard that I was like, again, that I was like, oh, I can rap like this. Like, yeah. you don't, the content of your rap doesn't have to be about, like, like hood stuff all the time. Like, I was like, okay, and that's where I got into, like, the Good Life Club and all the MCs and all that sort of thing and different styles and all that sort of thing. So, um, eventually, I just, like, basically um, <clears throat> was on MySpace, and two things happened. One of two, I got in touch with Akil from J5 directly okay. on MySpace, which was crazy. We, we started talking about music and then just, like developed a bit of relationship and second of all doodlebug from diggable planets had actually landed on my page and left a comment being like yo i like your music oh, cool. you should hit me up and so i was like that's crazy so you probably I, assume it's a fake account or yeah, yeah yeah so i hit him up and then in both cases i did do collaborations with them okay um and one of them came out on the 2008 album that i had prairie kid which i've actually got a copy here for you cool, cool. and um and then the other one came out on uh, my 2010 release, His Story in the Making. And um, I remained friends with Akil. Akil was touring Europe quite a bit. And uh, we're still homies, but we just didn't talk on the same level that Doodlebug and I did. And I think um, <clears throat> part of the reason was is because we finished the song together. I flew him out to Toronto. We did a music video okay. that got like a fair enough, fair, fair amount of play. It ended up on commercial radio. It ended up being like a theme song in a couple different like uh, TV series oh, and cool. stuff like that. Cool, cool. So it just it got a lot of traction and a lot of movement, and he uh, was impressed with that. And so we kept up conversations. We did a couple shows together and that sort of thing. And then uh, eventually he came back to me and was like, hey man, we should do a song. It's been like five years since we did a song or like four years, yeah, like yeah. a couple years ago, right? So I'm like, yeah, I guess it has been that long. And you just, you never think about it. Even when people are your friends, like I'm, there's people out there that I'm sure that I said I do songs with like two years ago and you just, you forget about it. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like your homies are always together and whatever. So then uh, he was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do another song together. And then he came back at me and was like, yo, why don't we just do a full record together? And I'm like, 
like for real I'm yeah. like in a group like and he's like yeah i think we could do some cool cool you know some cool shit or whatever and so i'm like all right so that's where living proof kind of came from i sent him some beats i'd been working on because i was really big into like sampling progressive rock at the time oh, really and cool. was like yeah like stuff like atomic rooster and like um black murdo was like is actually got some stuff on the living proof there black murdo was like um uh, a group that i was really big into okay. for a little bit so i was really into that music because of the changes in it and just like all that sort of thing and i found it was like just awesome for sampling and and, and whatever so i sent him the idea and i was like hey man i'm gonna give you these like rock heavy beats yeah and i'm gonna ditch the whole country boy prairie kid thing and you ditch the whole like you know jazz galaxy thing right because that's what his kind yeah of you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah. if we just both kind of meet halfway on this music and try and like write it as if it's just a bunch of like hard hip-hop that's okay. like just like fun high energy uh i i was telling him like when i pictured the music i was like yo i want it to be like a blues bar or like a you know or like even a rock bar just how it's like smoky and dingy and there's yeah. like bottles of booze everywhere and like i kind of wanted to bring that flavor to it which is why the front cover of the record is actually uh a bottle of whiskey right and <clears throat> so that's essentially where that came from and then when we started doing the songs it just like it like uh it it ended up just getting to the point where now we do shows together we just finished doing canadian music week together he flew cool. up from philadelphia i did uh I, I drove out there and had some other shows in the surrounding area afterwards but we built a relationship to that degree and he still wants to keep making music he wants to make a new living proof record so cool. i'm, I'm totally into it and i think it's like super amazing and and actually it was weird one of the crazy things about that record that um just recently came up was uh when we were sitting around having uh, a beer or whatever in toronto he we were talking about the lyrics on the record there's only six songs on the record uh, as well as the instrumentals and you can get the 12 inch vinyl on uh, urbanet or uh, cool. local stores here around um and he was like there's there's only six songs on it. he's like man i find it really interesting that you spoke, you referenced two artists that ended up passing away within the time that we did the the record, which was crazy. Because I do a song called Lucille with him, BB which King. is yeah, which yeah. is in, it, which is so weird because the first lines of that song is two dudes black suited rap your funeral music. Oh well, I was like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> and he dude. he pointed it out, and I was like, yeah. no way. And the other was a, a line about Prince, and okay. so I was yeah. like, it was really weird. So I'm not saying anything, but there's <laughs> definitely some weirdness going yeah, yeah, on there. Yeah. <laughs> so does that? I mean, I guess basically what you have to do it is, is sending stuff back and forth or and then just occasionally meeting up in person? Is that yeah, I mean, like, we worked on some stuff in person together. We worked on some new songs while we were in Toronto. Okay. And we, like, so we, like, go through beats and just, like, hang out and talk. And then he'll send me pieces and, like, whatever. Uh, it just depends. We did the music video together. We just yeah, yeah. did a bunch of filming in Toronto together. So it's, like, any time that we can be in the same place, we are in the same place. If not, we don't let it stop the progression of, yeah. like, continuing to work. So What do you think... I mean, what do you think from his perspective that he sees in your music that makes him want to collaborate with you? Because, I mean, he's, you know, he's... A <laughs> you have to speak to him on that. <laughs> well, I, I don't mean anything negative about it at all. I, no, I just no. think, because, I mean, he, he's, you know, he's a well-established guy who, you know, had a lot of success, you know, yeah, yeah. back in the 90s especially. And he's, he's a well-known name. I mean, he probably has a lot of people who want to collaborate with him. So the fact that he's wanting to work with someone way over here in Winnipeg, like... There's got to be something that he saw a kinship with or something when, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, we, I, one of the big things is that we get along. We've been, he's, he's been, we've known each other for long enough that we've gone through just being there, I guess, and talking to each other as, like, friends, not just necessarily as music and stuff okay. like that. Like, you know, um, I've seen him go through, you know, a, a, a shitty surgery. I've seen him, you know, have the birth of his new kid. And, I mean, a lot of this is online. We're not, like, hanging out. Every yeah, yeah, day, But yeah. it's, like you just you start growing and like talking to people and all that sort of thing i think that i think i think genuinely he enjoys the music that we're making and i think that's one of the and really i can't tell you specifically what it is about it that he yeah. enjoys but i mean the simple fact is is that like sometimes like he, he sometimes he's the one that's being like hey let's do more work cool. let's get more work in cool. and like like so i mean like i don't know maybe it's some hard worker maybe he um you know, maybe he really does like the beats. He 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 wants some beats for his solo record. So I guess maybe oh, cool. it's like the, the 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 beats and like 
I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to question answer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that? Uh, did, did that collaboration though? Has that has that opened uh, some doors for you? Like just in terms of name recognition or things like uh, that? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because uh, I mean, like obviously, you know, his status in, in hip hop. Uh, one of the coolest things is, aside from okay, so Chuck D put us on his blog, which was cool. That's because, really cool. Yeah. Because Chuck D has a, a blog or whatever called uh, Hip Hop Gods, and it basically has all the like the the gods or heavy hitters yeah, of yeah, like yeah. hip hop or whatever and Doodlebug's one of them. So then this project got posted up on there, it got played a lot on the on the radio station that they have, the Hip Hop Gods radio station. And uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, other than that though, for doors, um, I wouldn't necessarily say doors, but every time he shares it or like promotes it yeah. or like you know, we posted up a music video, whatever, one time, and like the people who comment or like it. Like, I'm not going to lie, I've definitely, like, creeped a little bit and been like, oh, who's liking these things yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, crazy. Like, he's homies with Mellow Man Ace. Oh, cool. So it's, like, you know, to see him being, like, great, that's a dope tune, you know what yeah. I mean? You're like, yeah. And yeah, like, it's cool that you know he's watching. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, it's like, are you joking me? Like, this yeah. is crazy. So, like, um, uh... Yeah, just like randomly. So there'll be random like rappers that I remember or I like, you know, maybe not necessarily like follow anymore, but I recognize and I'm like, right. that, that face looks familiar. And then you find them and then you realize that they were like liking, you know, something that you did or it's like whatever, cool, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, awesome, man. <laughs> do you uh, have like, I mean, is that something you want to do more of that kind of collaboration with people? Uh... Yeah, I want to collaborate a lot yeah. more. Like I said, with the Kanye West thing, I'm working on some music right now with Frost Gamble and Surge. Um, Surge One, who does live instrumentation, and I'm doing some more singing on it, and uh, a little bit of rapping, a little bit of singing, sort of in the chance to is rap. Surge is actually, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah. He's banned on the show before. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so he's. Uh, I've been working with him as well as uh, Frost Gamble on some stuff. I'm also doing some new music where I'm just singing. It's oh, cool. a little bit on some wavier new school stuff, but uh, I just finished filming a music video in Toronto for it. I'm unsure how that's gonna go <laughs> over with my crowd, but I'm kind of not. I don't really care at this point. Like, I mean, like, I, if anyone wants to question whether or not that I love hip hop or have been like, you know what I mean? Like, or could freestyle on the spot or like whatever, like all that stuff to me is just like, I've proven all of that right. to everyone. So now it's just like back to making music to make music and to be an artist. I'd rather be an artist again than pigeonholed as a rapper. Cool. Okay, well, I'm going to pick a song to go with the Wolf thing, and I'm going to take it completely away from hip-hop. Right on. Just to, just to, just to throw things to work. Uh, so I, when Wolf came up, I mean, there's a lot of things I thought of. I mean, there's, there's bands that have it in the name. There's, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But I, I, I had some ideas. I had a bunch of ideas. I wasn't totally sold on them. This kind of happens every time. You know, for a few days before this, I kind of am going through my mental record collection and trying to figure out what I got, or physical, depending yeah, yeah. where I am in the house. But <laughs> and, and I think of stuff. And so the thing that came up that I'm going to play right now is a song. Um, have you heard the band Gallows? No. They're an English punk band, a uh, hard, oh, hardcore band, Maybe. and they, they've they had kind of two very distinct eras. Okay. Uh, their first era, their first two albums, um, were with the original singer called Frank Carter. Okay. And he is probably the most English-sounding person ever. Like, he has everything about how he sings, the subject matter. He's just so dripping with Englishness, if that makes sense. That's so and, uh And, like, he's really, he's one of my favorite vocalists, I think. He's just so much emotion into everything he does. Right on. And then he quit. And then they switched, and they got a Canadian guy as a singer. And they still sound kind of the same, but it's like a huge chunk was removed from what was awesome about them. Because yeah, the guy had a super distinctive accent, super distinctive voice. So I don't really listen to them anymore, but the first two albums I hold up very highly among like that, that, that genre. So they have an album called Orchestra of Wolves. Oh, okay. So that's I figure awesome. that's like a pretty good way to start. And they have a song called Orchestra of Wolves, so we're going to listen to that. Um, the song is kind of horrifying, uh, lyrics-wise. It's basically about like complete scumbag... Uh, well, listen, listen to it, and then uh, it's not about what you think it's about, um, and it kind of does a bit of a switch at the end, and the scumbag being portrayed in the song is not his personal thing. He's kind of mocking them, kind of talking shit about them, and yeah, so... That's awesome. We'll, we'll check it out. Orchestra of Wolves. My name is Casanova! I'm basically a man!
Cool, yeah, that was uh, Gallows, Orchestra of Wolves, and fits the theme for obvious reasons. Like, So yeah, basically the song is about a guy who is pretty much uh, sex-obsessed with no concern for his partners, anything. And uh, the, the switch at the end is basically like his life is pathetic and he's not gonna... He will never know how to love and be loved in return. But it's really, you know, if you, I don't know if you picked that up from the screaming, but you know, it's... Uh, Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah right and at the end, he was—that was the punchline. Yeah, right yeah, afterwards, yeah. he was just saying that. Yeah, and I think that the reason I like this band so much because there's a lot of bands that kind of play in that style yeah. that all sort of sound the same. And I feel like with this guy, anyway, the singer Frank Carter, he—he he always seems like he actually means it. Like it's the the emotion is there. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people kind of scream as a style. Yeah, okay. And it's kind sure. of—I uh, don't know. I feel almost. Yeah, like, I felt it was genuine. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, everything he sings like, about. There's like he's definitely passionate in it, which I think is kind of absent from a lot of stuff like that. Where it's just like, okay, here's the format. This is like here's the jagged guitar part. Yeah. Here's me screaming. Here's the slow part. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and actually, that, that that would be my comment. I mean, it's been a long time since I listened to this type of music, like as a day to day type yeah, yeah, thing yeah. or whatever, and submerge myself in it. But actually. To be honest, I thought I thought that there was more progression in that. The interesting like uh, uh, use of uh, different effects, which is kind of different for a hardcore band. Yeah, like you yeah. know what I mean? Like that was that was super wavy and At like the end reverb. Strange, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're like, where are we yeah. going? This is yeah. like it's like that's like a Coldplay effect. Yeah, or something. Totally. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like you're like, what's going yeah. on here? So like, I thought that was really cool. Man. And the cool thing is that this guy's post Gallows band was called Pure Love, and it was really really artsy and mellow, and he wasn't screaming, yeah. but the emotion's still there. Like, you can still kind of feel in his voice. And now he's in that's a band cool. called the Rattlesnakes, which is really heavy. Almost cool. more so than this. And, uh, wow! Very cool. I just generally like the guy's stuff, but uh, fits the wolf's theme. Thought it would thought it'd be a good choice. Right on. So uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is when I kind of first heard about you, I, I wasn't sure if you were a band or a person. Yeah. And I think the reason that I first heard, I'm pretty sure I was trying to think about where your name came up first. Mm -hmm. uh, I was friends with Jesse Morazic. Okay. And he was in your group. Mm -hmm. at one point for a while so that's mm -hmm. kind of where the confusion was, was like okay Jesse's in this band is it yeah. a band or is he just backing up this guy like what was the because you had a do you still have a live group or? um so the easiest way that I could explain it and I've done a couple times people is that I am Eddie Van Halen and this okay. is my band Van Halen <laughs> Okay, so okay. Uh, it started out as like I was the sole producer. I was writing everything, so they it was basically a tour band. Okay. Um, but the tour band was like did well enough to the point that we were at festivals, we were doing stuff together. So people started asking like, well, is it you or is it a band? Sadly, I mean, somebody asked me one time um, on the business end of things. They were like, if you were to pass away, yeah, um, would the band die with you? And I was like. Like, it's kind of so, a strange question. Yeah, it is, but it's like, it makes sense. Like, that was the first time that it actually got laid out for me like that, just because of the fact that it was like, okay, well, yeah, you know what? I wrote everything. I made all the beats. I wrote all the music. Yeah. So it's like, man, if, if yeah, there would be no way to just replace me and then continue the vehicle. Right, you know right, what I right, mean? Right. Like, not to say that the band wasn't like, you know, had like, they, uh, 
they were all needed during that period of time and they were all like amazing but it's just one of those things where it's like okay the reality of the situation is that probably yeah yeah is it hard i mean did you with the songs they were playing live with the live instrumentation was that the same music as the stuff you'd produced or were they just doing a like, completely new thing because nope, of they the... were they were doing um we were basically eqing out a lot of stuff and then allowing for the live instruments over top okay um okay. so they had to play almost exactly what was being played on on the record which proved to be more difficult than you would actually think um but it allowed us to uh, have a much bigger sound and yeah i mean we toured Canada like three times like that and had hit, hit all the festivals and stuff like that. So then once once the band started to just kind of like dissipate, after we played the Grey Cup, um, uh, the 100th Festival of Grey Cup okay. down in uh, uh, Nathan Phillips Square in Toronto, after that we kind of just like slowly started to fade, uh, fade away. And it was hard having like five people in a group and like trying to keep everybody. It's the same it, It's the same story that every band says. Like, you know what I mean? Like So it's like sure. it's just hard keeping track of everybody and then like... Yeah, so essentially after that, I just I went back to doing the DJ thing, and, and now um, I'm just, yeah, I'm doing that. Especially, actually, even took it further back, because now I don't have just a DJ with Serato. I've actually got vinyl, so we perform with our own vinyl, so right, it's right. a vinyl DJ, so it's right. like a completely vinyl set, which is like throwing it way back. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> is it, uh, I mean, is there a different dynamic performing live as a, as a vocalist i mean is it when you're performing to a backing track or, or to someone playing you know playing playing records versus a full live band how, how does that change the way that you perform uh it's weird but like i bet you if i went and looked back i bet you this proves to be true that i was much more like punk rockish with yeah, yeah. the full band yeah. like i was like sweating on people like spitting water everywhere like just like you know what I mean? Like just jumping on things. I've fallen off stage a bunch of times versus when I have the the DJ. I think this last time was so like all of a sudden you just become a rapper again. Like it's right. super weird. Like you like all of a sudden it's like everybody get your hands up and shit. Like it's like really interesting that I think it does change the dynamic. I still climb on things, but I'm much <laughs> more like stationary and vibe. But then again, though, I did jump around so much that it skipped the needle, which is right. You don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is yeah. something that I was like, oh, I've never had to worry about this before. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a preference though? Like, would you rather play in front of a band or? I rather... think that I like the idea of playing in front of well with a band. Like, I like the idea of having a band. I just like uh, bands. I I don't know. This is whatever. I'm generalizing here, but I find that bands try to be too much to too many people. Okay. And like when I had the band, it was always so difficult trying to simplify everything. Like for instance, being a hip hop dude, I want drums like the roots so yeah, i yeah, want just sure, like yeah. simple i want to follow that snare don't add ghost snares don't you know these triplets and stuff like that start messing with my head because then i want to start rapping in triplets or like rapping to the you know what i mean we're yeah. following the snare so closely so a lot of times it'd be like chill on you know make the snare like right on make sure that like you're not adding fills on every like four bars or something because like it doesn't fit with like the end of my you know, if I, have a, if I have a thought that's eight bars long, then it's weird to have these fills in between when, you know, if, if it came at the end of the eight bars, then you're good. Yeah. So it's like, and then even bass-wise, like, I don't want Primus. If I want, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I want, like, like I, even even Flea's pushing it a little bit for me, but at least I knew that Flea played a lot of the um, bass and a lot of the, the old um, hip-hop joints, so I know that, like, he, he has the ability to do Well, whatever, and he's a funk like, background too, right? So yeah, yeah, so the funk, like, sort of that sort of thing, like, that's the sort of stuff that I want, so it's really hard to find that sometimes because, like, you know, people want to... People always want to, like make things more difficult that's why we never had a lead guitarist because that would right. just made things even more difficult right, right, right. like can i add a solo here no yeah. just keep chopping that guitar yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well i guess the thing you want is simple but steady right like you want to be like groove based music yeah, man yeah. and that's really hard for like and not saying for all bands or whatever but like i i actually think this is a total leather conversation for another time but like it's like like classic black music was so groove based totally. and so like you know what i mean and the music that came out of that i'm so much more drawn to than the idea of melodies and uh you know um even when you think about when you go way back in like you know european white music we're talking about like minstrel music and yeah. like choir music and it was all based on vocal layering it was all based on like that sort of thing whereas you know 
uh, some of the music that was coming out, like, uh, you know, even even old, you know, more ancient, like, you know, African-American music or whatever, black music was, like, was, like, from Africa. There was drum. It was mostly yeah. drums, right? Yeah. So there's this weird separation of, like, groove versus layering of, like, melodies that I can see progressed in both the, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, So, like, yeah. for me, when I'd hear, like, you know, like, I love, like, um, oh, like, uh, for instance, when I hear Jack White. Yeah. I think that his music is group based. Oh, it absolutely is. Like, sure, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and sure. like, although there's technicality to it, obviously there's massive technicality to it. It's so groove based. But it's, it's basically so just a modern version of blues, really. Is what yeah, oh, totally. Electric, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's, uh, that's another, you know, kind of another um, point to be made is that like blues music, a lot of those guys didn't even know how to play guitar. A lot of them didn't, they learned on their own. They yeah. just learned by ear. They didn't necessarily know tunings. Um, Sunhouse like had his own timing apparently yeah, 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 like yeah. you know what I mean like so that to me is like so much cooler than whether or not you can like layer two vocals for sure or, or like, you can play a, like you can wink away on some solo yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's just like to me I'm like I would rather that that's sort of thing. that's interesting because I feel I feel the same way I mean I'm huge into reggae and yeah. uh, I feel like often I get people telling me that, you know they would like reggae but it's too bit too simple there's not that happens in it I think what I like about it is that it's simple but there's so much going on that you have to listen for like the I mean it's based around a very very simple steady groove mm -hmm. but it's what's happening in between in between the notes, basically, that is the sound. And same with blues, yeah. same with soul music, same yeah. with funk, same with hip-hop. Yeah. It's what's happening between the notes. Yeah. Whereas, I think, like, a lot of rock music, and, I mean, the classical stuff you're talking about, the notes are the focus. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. And, and, then it, and, like, and then it got even, like, more crazy, like, in the 80s hair metal. And yeah, some yeah, of yeah, those, sure, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, the, and not to take away from any of that, but the guitarists are amazing, but it's so much for me that my brain just, like, yeah. I'm just like, oh, man, like, you're taking away from the band by doing that, and, like, and so whatever. But that, that being said, like, there's still... You know. Yeah. Well, it's the difference, I think, between making the bass the lead instrument or the guitar the lead instrument. It totally True. changes that dynamic. Yeah. Oh, it definitely does. Definitely does. And, I've, and, I, and I'm and i I'm more a fan of, like, the bass sort yeah. of thing. And, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. even our band, like I said, didn't have a lead uh, lead guitarist. We just had the, the drums, the bass, the DJ, and then two vocalists. And the funny thing is, is that when we looked up other bands like that, one of the ones that we could only find, or one of the ones that I, I could only find... Uh, for like when I grew up or whatever was BTK. If you remember the yeah, band yeah, BTK, vaguely, vaguely. Peppy Rock. Oh yeah, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, yo, I used to love this jam too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so like, I was, they didn't have a, they didn't have a lead huh. guitarist. So it was kind of interesting. I that was like, cool, did yeah. BTK affect my somewhere in your brain? <laughs> somewhere yeah, in my yeah, brain cool. subliminally. Cool. Do you That's want to pick cool. another Wolf song? Uh, hmm. Let me think here. Uh, okay. So. If you if we can go all over the place, yeah, there's it, no no limitations, no wrong answers. Um, I'm gonna go with something funky, and it's not necessarily wolf based. And if there's no wrong answer, no wrong I'm answer. gonna have to go with Atomic Dog. Okay. Um, Parliament well, just dog because. Fits with wolf yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured that like yeah. you know that's uh, that's definitely something that I could uh, I could throw down on. So. Well, I'm talking about bass driven and groove based music. <laughs> yeah, that's, example, that's the right? first so, thing that popped awesome. into my head. So. Okay, too cool. Let's check out Parliament. Yeah, this is a story of famous dog. But the dog that chases its tail will be busy. These are happy dogs, rhythmic dogs, harmonic dogs. House dogs, street dogs, dogs of the world unite, dancing dogs.
feel like that one more something to get Not about talking me It's the wolf theme, kind of. It's the wolf, right? So yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. George Clinton. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, like we were saying before, too, bass-driven for sure. Yeah, group, yeah group definitely, heavy. definitely. Yeah. Why must I be like that? Why must I chase the cat? <laughs> Ain't nothing but the dog in me. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's that's that's, uh, that's a good choice. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. Um, so you have uh, you were saying before, how I many you got six albums out? Is that? Um, let me think. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, and then two that. People don't really know about so okay. about eight. Does that include the nine inch nail stuff you were talking about before? No, 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 I never put any of that stuff out. But uh, I had to take down um, a uh, mixtape one time because I got not sued, but I got approached a cease and desist letter oh, for yeah. it um, from sampling or what? No, actually, well, sampling, but not in the way you would think. I, I had an idea a couple of years ago when I first started to do. Um, and the and actually, amazingly enough, the album came together in about like twenty hours. I literally just like busted this idea out because I, I I had the idea and I had the full concept for the record so I knew what I the whole direction of it and what it was is like okay I wanted to appeal to a lot of the rock community out here and like I knew that rock was kind of the music that like yeah. was bigger and I knew that like I got to try and find a way to like work with that so I actually if you remember the old much music uh, big shiny rhymes albums I, the Big Shiny uh, Tunes? Yeah, Big Shiny yeah, Tunes. Sorry, yeah. Big Shiny Tunes. I actually redid it and called it Big Shiny Rhymes. Okay. And so I made the same front cover. It oh, looks nice, exactly nice. the same. Yeah. And, like, instead of the MM, it had the AA for abstract okay. yeah, yeah, art yeah. form yeah. and, like, whatever. Um, and so I, I, what I did is I sampled a bunch of rock tunes that were kind of big during that era, not necessarily on the Big Shiny Tunes albums okay. themselves. But, like, for instance, there's, like, Collective Soul on there. There's, like, Smashing Pumpkins. There's, like, so what I did, Alice in Chains. So what I ended up doing was I took all these songs and I just wrote some verses for them and okay. made them like just like kind of like more hip hop based and uh, wrote these verses, <coughs> put out the album like years and years and years ago. 
and uh, and to tie the record together, I was trying to think of a way to tie it together. So I basically was like, okay, well, this is like a crazy rock show on the, uh, you know, like a like a that's gone like awry kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. And so I ended up tracking down um, the audio on YouTube of when Dick Rivers was messed up on air and then ended up getting fired. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so I put that and I weaved it in between the songs to yeah. make it like cohesive or whatever. And Dick Rivers found out and came after me. Really? So, wow. Yeah. It's like the last thing you'd expect to happen. I know. Right? Yeah. I know. I was like, all right, man, whatever. I was I expecting it, it to be because of the cover yeah, art. No, yeah, hell no. It's because of the hilarious. debauchery that actually happened. So, I mean, I guess he was embarrassed by it. But to me, it was like... It, like I, I just didn't understand why it was such a big deal. First off, I probably could have used it because I got it from YouTube, so that means yeah, that whoever uploaded it is really they're the ones I mean, who's gonna yeah, see. Or like yeah. it's not me yeah. technically. Yeah. So I mean, and it was already on the air already. So it's like if you tape something on the air, really it's out there in the world, it's out there in the world, right? So it's like if I catch you with my cell phone, you know what I mean, like doing yeah, something yeah. stupid. Yeah. Can you really sue me? I mean, well, and that's like, such a gray area right now too, because everyone does stuff like that. Like constantly, everything's dodgy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's so, that's, so that's what happened. But the other two albums, I just didn't. <laughs> I, I don't really talk about just because it was like so long ago. Okay, like, it's just like older music on CDRs that I have. Oh, yeah, but yeah, they were yeah. like they were done. Right, they were done albums. Cool. If I was going to cool. go back, but what's the uh, best way for someone to check out your stuff? Uh, right now, the best place to be probably Bandcamp, abstractartform.bandcamp.com. Okay. Uh, abstract art form on basically all social media abstractartform.com facebook me you can twitter me whatever you really want uh, itunes check me out on spotify um, basically everywhere if you're an old vinyl head you can go and check me out down uh, music trader okay um, there's copy my record uh, down there is that the living proof uh, record the living proof record 12 inch white vinyl cool. um, and uh Features actually thrust too from Northern Touch from the Rascals song Northern oh, wow, Touch, yeah. which is back in the days. So. I actually listened to that song recently; it holds up. It's yeah, still, yeah. still good. It's that's really good. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Of course it does. Yeah, yeah it's the, that's the era of that classic yeah. hip hop. Yeah, so. totally. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, mostly just hit me up online. I like when people hit me up. I I'm not one of those people who hide behind the internet or anything yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Like I'm totally approachable. So cool. Do you have anything coming up show-wise that people might Yeah, June 16th, I'm going to be doing a show with Mocha Only and Robbie G. Um, there's a few other cats that will be out there as well opening with me. I've also got a new music video that I'm working on. Um, Is that the one from Toronto you're talking Yeah, about? the one from Toronto and some new music. Uh, you can also check out a new single that I just um, was a part of on Frost Gamble and Surge One's Jackpot record. Uh, I believe you can get that at frostgamble.bandcamp.com. Um, I'm on the song Let the Good Times Roll. Okay. And uh, also, what else can I tell you? That's about it, man. People can find it on your yeah. social media. And stuff. Yeah, for cool. sure. You can always find out. I don't do too many shows in the city anymore, so if you have a chance, June, June, uh, June 16th will be fun. Cool. Okay, well, if people want to check out more episodes of this show, we have 180-some episodes in the archive. They're all there for free download and streaming anytime at witchpolice.com. Uh, there's also a really big archive of local music, kind of going from the late 90s to present, just sort of weird tapes and uh, live recordings and demos and all these things from my old bands, my friends' bands. That's kind of nice. how this whole thing got started. That's it awesome. was an archive first and then it developed into a podcast afterwards and we started interviewing people. So That's there's, awesome. I mean, if you like Winnipeg music, there's tons of stuff on there, witchpolice.com. Check it all out. Um, we're on you know Facebook, Twitter, all this stuff. If you look for Witch Police, you're going to find most likely you're going to find us. That's awesome. Uh, the show also airs on UMFM on Sunday nights at midnight and those are older episodes that kind of get a second life. Um, so we're recording this now in June. Might not actually show up till say December or something, but it, yeah. it's cool because it gives a second win to each episode. Kind yeah, of, for sure. If you miss it the first time, not that there's a time you need to listen to this because it's yeah, downloadable, yeah. but hey, here it is on the radio again. You forgot about this? Check it out a second time. So, awesome. so that's cool. Uh, we're part of the Garbage Hill Podcast Network, which is a very loose network of people doing the same kind of thing we're doing right now, right on. just on whatever hobbies or topics they're into. Not that's not all music. I mean, there's comic book stuff, pop culture stuff, you know, local issues, comic whatever. Comic book stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the idea is that, I mean, if you're listening to this, you like comic books, <clears throat> then you go check out Garbage Hill. Hey, there's the last panel podcast. You might like them and vice right versa. On, man, so. yeah. I collect vinyl, sneakers, and comic books. Well, so. there you go. You should, you should check out the last panel. It's a good, it's a good podcast. Awesome. So yeah, we're doing that. And then, uh, this is a long way off, but uh, we just recently had our uh, first big mix-up show at the Park Theater. It okay. was on May 30th, and we're doing another one now. Uh, they liked it enough to, to give us a second show on August 
August, August 29th. So it's a few months away. Uh, the premise of that show is we have um, about 15 local artists, all different genres of music, all different instruments, and they're kind of thrown on stage into random bands that we pick out of a hat. That's and awesome. And they uh, perform songs based on audience suggestions. So the first one, people yelled stuff like, uh, they want to hear a swing song about necrophilia. So That's amazing. these like eight people who had never played together before, like a folk, folk artist and metal guys That's and so rappers cool. and stuff, they had to just do <laughs> So the recording of that first one is on witchpolice.com. You should check it out. Everyone, I definitely will. And yeah. we're doing another one. We haven't set the lineup yet, so we're still kind of working on uh, getting the weirdest mix of people possible. And that'll be <laughs> August 29th at the park, so please check that out. And uh, yeah, we got one more song to go out on, so I'm going to pick one more Wolf song. And mm -hmm. this is actually the first thing I saw, thought of. Um, as I've mentioned, if not today, I mention it all the time on the show, I'm, I'm a huge reggae nerd. And uh, so the first thing that came up to my mind was obviously reggae. Uh, and I was thinking of uh, this song by the Congos called Don't Blame It On I. And basically the, 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 the story behind the song is that... Uh, like you think of you think of Rastafari now, and you think of like oh you know happy commercial tourism for Jamaica I do with dreadlocks and stuff. But back in like the early '60s, it wasn't a thing that was cool. It was like uh, even if you read interviews with the guys like Bob Marley and Peter Tosh and stuff, who were kind of renowned for that culture and that look and everything, they they'll tell you like in the, they they say when they're when they're growing up, they were told like these guys were crazy. They were going to eat you. They're going to murder you. It was like a really really weird cultish kind of thing, right? Crazy. And so this song, uh, "Don't Blame It on I," is, is basically saying that, like, talking about, like, look, we're not this. Don't not, blame all this horrible shit crazy. on us. Yeah, and awesome. one of the lines is like, if a wolf kills a guy, they blame it on us. But it's not like we didn't do it. It's not we're peaceful That's and crazy. stuff. So it's, it's a cool song. And the, the, the Congo is one of my favorite favorite groups of all time. It's a vocal group. Uh, the lead singer Cedric Mighton has a very very distinct falsetto. It's like kind of this really kind of chilling almost voice. He sings <laughs> extremely high, and uh, it's just a really cool song. So I figured wolf. Blaming a wolf on a murder, you know. Let's uh, wow. check it out. So yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. So check out the Congos and then, uh, tune in next week.